welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all of my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, hanging out with... The Rocker Chick. And... J-Dub. And this is the United States of Paranormal. We bring you the cryptid, the creepy, the spooky, and sometimes the bizarre. (laughs) What's been going on, guys? Anything exciting? A whole lot of nothing on my end. Really? Mm -hmm. I know. The campground's closed up, and... uh, yeah, you you uh, two hundred bales of hay. Yeah, two hundred bales of hay. Um, we got nothing else. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah I had a blast with Bamtober. I'm glad it's over. Kind of segmented out a little bit more. We prep for our one hundredth episode. Yeah. Getting excited. (laughs) 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 Thought she was a goat there for a minute. Now she's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky. Spooky. Spooky, don't you know? Um, Hey, listen, we talked about in the last episode. I did get an email from from Nicholas, and I wanted to put it out there. I did get it. Uh, I will respond. Um, but I, I do believe I want to record this. I mean, he sent me this amazing email of his of his of his encounter. I want to actually record it and use it in our uh, in our um, episode where we get the listener stuff in. So nice. we're going to get it recorded and, uh, you know, we'll do an episode. This is a long enough email. I think with the ones we got, I think we could probably uh, do an episode just with the three that we've gotten so far. So, nice. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to see about uh, getting somebody that not in the group to actually uh, read the, read this email so and re- record it. So I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Other than that, you know, we're just trucking along. And I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show. We're, as always, enjoying doing it. And uh, we'd love to hear more from the listeners about uh, more stories or what you want to hear or... So on and so forth. So definitely, definitely. So yeah, there you go. That's what we've been up to. Absolutely nothing. If you need that's, me, I'm in the podcast room. That's usually how it is in the winter time. I I like the winter time slow down for me because I do get to uh, kind of work on new ideas mm-hmm. and you know and the stuff that I want to get done. You know, maybe I have a chance of actually getting it done because we're not constantly on the go or being out of the campground. Yeah. I, I love the campground, but when I'm there, I think about what I need to get done here. Mm-hmm. And then if we don't go to the campground, I'm like mad because we're not at the campground. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. It's a total double edged sword, but it, it's just most of the time it's peaceful and quiet out there. And as we finished off our shutdown, I've been out there a couple times when there's just there's nobody there. Yeah. And it's just like I could just pull out a chair and just sit here for the next two hours and just enjoy the peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think I did see something moving around the backyard, though, when I was out there a minute ago. <laughs> like a rougarou or a... I look like a small bear. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> no, if it was a dog, it would have come up and said, pet me, rub my belly. Maybe, or it came up and gave you rabies. A dog would give me rabies? That would be a raccoon. If that was a, a dog rac- could give you rabies. Yeah, That's why they get rabies bit. shots, dummy. Oh, speaking of rabies, the bats are out tonight. Yep. Oh, they tried to attack J-Dub. <laughs> she put her hat up. Said, fuck you. <laughs> I like bats, but stay out of my hair. <laughs> Not poop my pants. Would you, would you would you freak out if they got in your hair? I mean, what would what would they do? They just get like caught in your hair? Probably. And... They'd make horrible noises and they do. Scratch the crap out of my head, probably. They do. They do make then horrible. You have to get a rabies shot. Oh no. It's a series of yeah. rabies shots. In the belly. Yeah, my dad had to have it done. Really? When he was little, he got bit by a raccoon. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. So he had, what, is there like 80 shots or something? I mean, I, I don't think remember a... what he, how many he said there was, but he said they were all in his gut, and there were a lot. And they were painful, too, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. I prefer not to ever have that. No. Yeah, no Please. thanks. Have they, have they updated that so it's not so bad now? I don't know. I would think with modern uh, medical technology that there was a better way to do it. Well, we do work at a hospital. We should ask somebody. Who do we ask? Probably somebody from ER. Oh, okay. All right. I would think because you get bit by a wild animal, you're probably going to go to the ER and not wait a couple days to go to see your doctor. This is true. Oh. That reminds me, my doctor's retiring. I'm I told sad. you which I, doctor to go to. I, <laughs> I also need to get a new beautician because mine, uh, you know, went on hiatus too, and I haven't done that yet either. Can you tell this long, luscious hair I got going on? I thought you said you were growing it out. No, I just am fucking lazy. Oh. <laughs> Pretty sure you said you were bringing the mullet back. Bringing it back during the chiller filler, Logan. Oh. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> Answer me right now. If mm. I hear Logan, I'm going to shit my <laughs> pants. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be an email. Mm-hmm. Or an IM. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, Rocker Chick. What do you got for me? Oh, okay. So let me ask you this. What stresses you out? Like, what's your major stressor? People. <laughs> Both of them are, yeah, shaking their head to people. People definitely stress me out. I, uh, <laughs> I love, I love people. <laughs> there's, there's a monster in the in the studio tonight. <laughs> I think it's a great white bald beaver. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love people. I love our listeners. But sometimes just being around random people you don't know just irritates the shit out of me. I don't know. It's it's I know that I I'm I'm one of a million people that feel the same way that I do. Mhm. Story. Okay. We were at Costco a couple weekends ago on a Saturday. 
Uh, well, no, it's the best time to go because then you get all the free samples. Well, yes, but there's a bazillion fucking people there. Yeah, you just elbowed June so, down your fucking way. That's my piece of cheesecake, bitch. So, <laughs> so this guy goes in because you know how the lines for the checkout get real long. So mm-hmm. he's like trying to get in between and he goes, this fucking place gives me anxiety. And I go, same, dude. Same. Same. So then the entire time after that, because we had the kids with us, and they're like, this place gives me anxiety. <laughs> I was like, you give me anxiety. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. I I love going to Costco, but yeah. And I'd love to go on Saturday to get all the free samples because this sucks me in every fucking time. We bought pizzas because we got samples. I bought, what did I buy? Tiramisu yes. the last time I was there. Oh, it's so fucking good, too. <laughs> you know, they do. They get me with the samples. But uh, I think we bought some uh, artichoke dip one time, which we repeatedly buy after that. They got us one time with the cheese bread. That's like the square. We buy it every time now. Every it's time. It's good. It's so good. But you know what really, st- what was the question? What really stresses you out, right? Yes. All right. You ready for this? What really stresses me out? Is her. <gasps> and it's not because of her personality or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. It's when she comes home all stressed out from work. And she's just in that, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I just want to sit down and play my cards on my phone and do nothing. And it, st- mm-hmm. it stresses me out because I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a partner to help her, you know, relax when she gets home. And I, you know, I know what my, that's because I work when I get home all the time trying to get shit done. (laughs) I have to laugh at that. Why? (laughs) Because mine's the same thing. It's, it's, uh, people are my main stress because yeah, I don't think it's as much work as it is the people I work with that, stress you more than your actual work because i do enjoy what i do but no yeah jeremy is like my major stressor (laughs) stressor (laughs) (laughs) because i want to come home and just you know you've had stress all day and then he's in the pod room and that's all i hear is him talking all night long (laughs) so it's like oh there's no so yeah, I turn the TV on and turn it up so I could just That's focus funny. on something other than because <laughs> I'm your stress, you're my stress. Oh, it's love. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's love. But no, I I think it's uh, I think it gets worse with age. I really do yeah. because I don't remember things bothering me as much as they do now. See, mine was from a loving side where mine I'm was like, too. no, it wasn't. It's was like, you stress me out because you fucking talk all the time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> to other people than me. Yeah. <coughs> well, oh. we're going to have like a marriage counseling right now. Here we go. <laughs> Jen's like, Jen, right, go. I'm ready to listen. <laughs> Uh, no, it, uh, it, it gets stressful from time to time. And, uh, you know, that's why, that's why I hide out back there talking to other people because I don't want to upset you. I'm going to have to bring it all out here now, ain't I? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Fuck that. Gonna get in the cold, cold winter, just yeah. come out here. <laughs> you have all the shit out here. Oh, she's you hear she's trying to kick me out of the house now. I see how it is. It's all good. Yeah, it's not all good. I'm just a big stress ball. We are going everything. to discuss this after the. I pod. was very stressed last week, waiting for the grandbaby to arrive. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, and it just I yeah I I woke up in the middle of the night because they'd been at the hospital for like eight hours and I hadn't heard anything and we went to bed because we had to work the next day, and I woke up at one o'clock and I am texting Gunner, what the hell I haven't heard anything. And she was born like 15 minutes before that. <laughs> it's like, sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean to like interrupt her. But yeah, I was, I yeah, just a big stress ball over yeah. everything. She woke my ass up. She and comes Montana. in. Montana. Yeah. Have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? I'm like, no. I haven't heard anything. I just checked my phone like half an hour ago. There's nothing. And then she starts texting. Hmm. Grandma needed to know. Poor kids, just trying to—they're just trying to give birth. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but everything was fine. Everything was good. It was. It was. Yes. How long was she in labor? Uh, they took her to. The <coughs> Sorry. The hospital at like one forty-five, and she gave birth at twelve forty-five. Wow. So I mean, not even twelve hours. It got warm in here. Did it get warm mm-hmm. in here? I was sorry. Are you old, sick? Fucking old age. Are you getting sick? It's old age. No, she can't be getting sick. She won't be able to go see that grandbaby. Oh. I have been congested for about well, a week. It doesn't help that it was like, what, 30 degrees? Yeah. Frost. Uh-huh. And then it was 60, 75 degrees. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no. It's supposed to be rainy and 65 degrees the next few days. Yep. Lowest lowest at night is 50. And like next Wednesday, it's a chance of snow. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I hate snow. I do think the leaves are pretty right now, though. Yeah. But they're all going to be gone here soon, so. Yeah. I was thinking about that a little bit ago. I was staring and I was staring out at the trees across out in front so of the house. That's where the smoke that we saw was coming from. From my thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, that squirrel, I need to like you know, grease that. He needs wheel. a race. Yeah. <laughs> but the, as the leaves are start changing, I was like, you know, I always like the, the colors. But I really, really like the green. I like it when it's really green. Yeah. And then I was like, but you know, I also like it. There's one other time. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. <laughs> but there's one other time when we get those snows that stick on the trees. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. And the train comes through out here at night when it just lights it up down the railroad track. It is probably one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. But it has to be all that, you know, all mm-hmm. three of those items together where the snow sticks. It has to be dark and it has to be a train coming through. But if if I hear it and I know it, I'll go out and just watch it. Just you watch need to it take a through. picture. I should. I should. It's yeah, pretty it's amazing. The same pictures aren't the same as what you visually see. Yeah, it really true. sucks. I I saw unless one. unless you got a really really unless, good yeah. camera. I saw one last night when I was out mowing because I was off to the right side of the property and looking across. And you know we got those big evergreens that your mom planted. The one on the end fit. And the the tree the tree it was really yellow behind it, oh, and it just that was fit. Cool. Yeah, and I was like, I really should get a picture of this. I'll do it on my next lap back, 
and then of course I got caught up in what I was listening to, and and then I was way the fuck when I by the time <laughs> I remembered I was clear on the other side of the. I was like, oh, I should go back and get a picture of that. And I thought about it tonight, and I'm like, I don't think it'll be the same because the sun was shining back behind all that, mm-hmm. too. You know, it was kind of late in the evening. And, yeah, I'm dumb fuck for not getting a picture. I should have just fucking stopped taking the fucking picture and been done with it. Yep. Because it'll never be the same again. The only time I like snow is when it's the snowfall when it looks like a snow globe. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, you get those big fat flakes mm-hmm. and... I, I don't mind the snow. I just don't like driving in yeah. the snow. That's my big that's my big beep. And what do I do most of my day? I drive. I've yep. been very fortunate the last few years that we haven't had any Yep, thank you. Knock on knock on wood. Um this yeah, it hasn't been too too bad, but I need to get the tires changed on my car before Oh. Before we get the next one. Coming back from St. Louis in that ice storm. Uh, or watch, coming back from Kansas City. Watch for that because, you know, the next time we do a podcast, he's going to say, how did you get the tires changed in my <laughs> <Yeah>. car? <laughs> what time was that when he said that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 7.51. There you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get it done. I got to get it done before we go back to KC. So probably ought to get it done before fucking Wednesday, huh? No. <gasps> Check Costco. Because my mom's friend got the same tires that she would have at a couple of the local tire stores. Uh-huh. F- saved her $1,400. Really? Damn. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. I'm down with that. Costco, here I come. Yeah. Yeah, because I got to admit, the last set of tires I got from the place I got them at, I'm very disappointed in. They just ne- never felt right. Yeah. They told me they took a car to the shop, and they told me they were wearing weird anyway, so. Like there was chunks coming out of them. That's not good. No, I keep driving it. Like it's all good. <laughs> I'll get a call from him in the morning. One morning, he's like, "Uh, all my can tires you, are flat." Yeah, can you uh, fo- can you follow me over, or can you take <laughs> me over to tire place? All my tires are are gone. Huh. I had to have it towed. Huh. <laughs> Because, you know, I would never do that for somebody else. I in know. That's why I said it. You did it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good day. Yeah, a great day. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to get into today's story? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you the story of the Tallman House. Hmm. Have you ever heard of Tallman? The Tallman House? Uh, vaguely. This is the story of a haunted bunk bed. <laughs> I guess I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I uh, I thought this was extremely interesting, and uh, and yeah. So let me let me break this down for you. I got notes, and that's all they are. I'm going to tell you the story as I remember. You going to improvise? I'm improvising tonight. Whatever works. Instead of reading, because I always feel like I read and I just just bang it out. So. Okay, I have a challenge for you. Oh fuck. Y'all always say that I'm so animated. Uh huh. I want you to be animated. Tonight. Want me to be yeah. animated tonight? Yeah. Well, I don't have notes to be animated. Yes, you do. I do. You can be animated with your notes. All right. <coughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Our story starts in Horcon, Wisconsin. Horcon. H O R I C O N like that sounds like a comic con or a horror con wisconsin (laughs) 
we meet our couple, Alan and Deb, Deborah Tolman, uh, on April 13th of 1986, and they bought this house to move into, you know, kind of their dream house, you know, type thing, um, in, in, in Horkon, because they had family there, and, you know, they were all kind of close, so it kind of worked out. It, Alan had just got a job as a ship supervisor at one of the manufacturing plants there, which kept him late, you know, he would work like really long hours and get home like super, super late. Uh, and Deb was a stay at home mom who took care of their two kids. Uh, we are going, she had a, hold on. She had a seven year old son. We're going to call him Danny. They didn't give the name of the kids. So, we're just going to call him Danny. Okay. And Danny was uh, her son from a previous marriage. And then they also had a two-year-old daughter, and we'll call her Gina. So they all move into this house. Everything in the house was fine when they first moved in. Um, and they started getting into kind of what married couples do as we as we. <laughs> Had our whole marriage counseling right here on the show before we started. They were stressing each other out. <laughs> they were stressing each other out. They started fighting and and so on and so forth. Um, Deb was pregnant at the time too, which really didn't didn't help a lot of all what was going on. You know, he's gone working, she's pregnant, mm-hmm. taking care of two kids. So her mom and her sister would come over and help her out. Her mom and her sister had this issue where they did not really like the feel of the house, which I thought was interesting at this point in the story because they had already kind of be like, there's something not quite right with this house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, Deb was getting, Deb got sick. She started getting sick. So, you know, the mom and sister took care of her. Uh, she got, she got better, but Deb's sister then got sick, you know, just, you know, flu. Passing sick. the bug yeah, around. Yeah, passing the bug around. But in uh, 1980, well, late 1986, they, she gave birth to a little baby girl. Let's call her Jenny. How's that? Okay. <laughs> random <laughs> names. Yeah, okay. it was random, and I didn't dawn on me. <laughs> what do you want to name her? You can name her whatever you want. Mm, let's go with Zebra. Zebra? Mm-hmm. I ain't never going to remember that. <laughs> Zebra. All right. <laughs> By point at you, you have to say that name. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, they got a cat, and the cat was fucking, like, really weirded out. So to the point where uh, Alan one time locked him in one of the back rooms, and when they let him out, the cat comes shooting up, crawled up the walls, and, like, hung from the plaster and shit. And eventually the cat freaked out enough. It got out and they never saw the cat okay. again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck was going on with the cat, but. Uh, That's a crazy pussy. It's a devil cat. Devil cat. <laughs> In February of 1987, they bought a uh, set of bunk beds from a secondhand store. They paid like 100 bucks for them. They brought them home. They put them in the basement and then they went up to remodel the bedrooms upstairs you know since the son the daughter and then the two daughters now so 
what they wanted to do was they put Danny in the smaller room and then, you know, the bigger of the kids' rooms is what they put the two girls in. So they get everything, you know, done up and then they move the bunk beds up from the basement and get everything kind of set in. The night that they set the bunk beds in the in the room, Danny was in his room and he noticed that he's got like one of those clock radios or whatever sitting off to the side. And he starts noticing the dial starts turning on his clock radio. And then it flips on and it starts going through channels. So, I mean, like the kid's like seven, eight years old. I don't know when his birthday was compared to when the story began. But um, he runs in to mom and dad's room and says, fucking radio's freaking out. And they just, you know, blew it off. They're like, "Eh, you know, it's probably just some manufacturer's problem. So... They went into his bedroom, unplugged the radio, and then took it out. And, you know, everything was fine again. So, But the kids started to get sick now. And, you know, constantly sick. Where, as they would be like, she would have at least one of the kids to the doctor every week, if not all three of them. She would have oh, wow. to take them in. Because and, and, they were just constantly sick all the time. So, yeah, this is all going on with the kids. Meanwhile, they're still kind of doing some remodeling the house. Alan's down in the basement, and he's doing some painting. And I thought this was a funny part of the story because this is in a lot of the articles I read. This is one of those things that they keep bringing up. So he's down there painting. Well, uh, Deborah calls him up for supper. So he puts the paintbrush on the side of the of the can of right. the paint. Right. And he goes up, has supper, and he comes back down and – the paintbrush is now stuck in the paint handle first. Hmm. And he's like, well, I didn't do that, you know. In the meantime, while he's kind of trying to figure out what's going on, he catches a shadow figure out of the corner of his eye down there in the basement. So what did he do? He called it a night. Mm, (laughs) He's like, yep, I'm done. Fuck, I'm going upstairs. (laughs) But the basement seemed to be uh, like a hot spot at at this point. Obviously, Danny's room. With the radio is kind of a kind of a hot spot, but the basement is really going on. Some thing removed one of the basement windows and set it on the floor. Now, most of us with rational thinking think that it's a, a burglar broke mm-hmm. in and did that, but there was no way for them to crawl in or out of the basement because there was no furniture around the window. So there was no chair or a desk or whatever. There was nothing there for them to stand on because this window was kind of high. So they never really did figure out why this window was removed and set down. So hmm. so Deborah would no longer go in the basement after that incident. I don't blame her. So what did they do? They went and got a doll. They're going to have a dog for security. They think somebody robbed their house. So uh, so they get a dog. And can you imagine the cat? Now the dog starts doing some freaky stuff. But They got uh, a devil chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it was a bigger dog, kind of like a German Shepherd. They okay. never really did say, but I suppose so, it could be security chihuahua. <laughs> so you don't know what kind of dog it was? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It didn't tell you what it kind of dog it was? It didn't tell me what kind of dog it was. Nobody talked about what kind of dog it was. Could have been a... Could have been da- Dotson. Could have been. Rougarou. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's where she was going. I could tell by the look in her face. It was a dash hound. Okay. 
because they're vicious. I'm sure. You yeah. have one. I know. And he's vicious. Yeah, he is. If you don't pet his belly. Mm, I know. He will sniff you. He'll let you know if there's something in the room or (laughs) somebody's outside. So he's a good watchdog. Yeah, I can hear him before I even get out of my car. Uh (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. He's very, very loud. Um, But yeah, the dog ended up acting strange in the house. But they, they, nothing, the dog didn't run away or anything. It just was, you know, constantly like on high alert or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, so let's talk about some of the people who would come in. So. One night, Alan and Deborah decide they're going to go out, and the baby they, they hire a babysitter. Oh, it's always the babysitter. Always the always. babysitter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the babysitter and uh, Danny are just sitting around playing board games and just kind of hanging out when all of a sudden the rocking chair starts moving back and forth. Ooh. You know all about rocking mm-hmm. chairs moving back and forth. So they definitely reported that to uh, Alan and and uh, Deborah when they got home. And it wasn't like just one of them saw it. They both saw it happen. So once again, kind of one of those little crazy things. Alan's Alan's mother, who also lives in the area. um, So Alan got sick with like a really bad sinus infection. So she come over to kind of help Deborah out and, and do all this stuff. So she's asleep on the couch. (laughs) <laughs> Jen's face. <laughs> She's asleep on the couch. She wakes up, and over in the corner of the living room, she sees two red eyes staring at her. And she, you know, she's like, okay, this is, yeah, I, I'm just dreaming. You know, I'm just about half awake. So she, you know, kind of gets her gets her shit together and does a blink, you know, kind of trying mm-hmm. to clear her eyes out, and they were still there. The red eyes were just staring at her. What'd she do? What do you think she did? Went back to sleep. <laughs> covered up her head. She covered up her head. You, uh, can, the best place to hide is under the blanket, isn't it? Of course. They, you can't see them. They can't see you. <laughs> I, they didn't go into detail what mom did. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, she just went back to sleep. Well, okay. would you go back to sleep? She probably just stayed up and... I mean, that would wake your ass up. You like... <laughs> yeah. Um, the two-year-old also, uh, claimed to see the red-eyed monster, but she was a little more descriptive in what she saw. Mm. And what I mean by that was, of course, she woke up, she was in the bunk bed, and she woke up, and she saw the red-eyed witch. She said it looked like a witch. And at some point, it set her room on fire. Like set a, well, I shouldn't say the room. It was just like a fire in the middle of the room. Because mm. the little girl's like, she was there, you know, she looked, you know, old, long hair, red glowing eyes. And she started this fire in the middle of the room. Of course, you know, she went to mom and dad's room and woke them up. And when they come back, obviously there's no fire in the room. She's two She's doing two. all this? Well, she was two. Yeah, two, three. Yep. At two, I, would, I wouldn't have been like, been able to say that there was a witch in my room in the fire. So that's pretty. Yeah, never mind. Just cut that part out. Huh? No, no, it's fine. So Deb's still skeptical on all this, on all the stories and stuff like that. The moving chair, the the glowing eyes, the... And all that. 
um, until about a month later after um, Gina sees the uh, the witch. And the Gina's fire. the two year old. That's the name I gave her. <laughs> Zazuka <laughs> <laughs> was the baby. That's oh, what we okay. named the baby. Zebra. <laughs> Zebra. There you go. Um, sorry, sorry, P. Peeps from the Tallman family. Um, that's her name she gave it. Don't blame me. <laughs> uh, so Danny wakes up in the middle of the night about a month later screaming that he saw the witch and she was on fire in his room. Um, somewhere in mid-87, uh, the, the daughter Gina had picked up an imaginary friend, apparently, and... Oh. Um, but uh, her imaginary friend started turning her dreams into nightmares, I guess. So that was another piece of what was going on in this house for these months. Um, it was on and off, though. So, like, they would have a few weeks that were good, and then it would have a few weeks that were just miserable with the kids having nightmares or seeing things in the rooms. And it got to the point where, you know, sleepless nights, everybody's... In mom and dad's room because they don't want to do, they don't want to do anything without mom or without, they don't want to be anywhere Mm -hmm. in that house by themselves. So it, once more now the stress of everything is going on and, and the kids are, won't leave mom alone and they're constantly by her side. Deb starts noticing things around the house also, uh, like the garage door opening on its own. Um, and then she also started having nightmares because she's never had she never had them before. So I mean, it scared her bad enough. They called in Reverend Wayne Dobrotz, mm-hmm. and the Reverend come in and he's like, "I feel evil in this house," and he's blaming the devil. So he starts asking him, "Have you guys been playing with a Ouija board? Did you guys have any seances?" Was there a family curse or something like that, you know? <laughs> so what he tells them is, is he needs to start going to church. He needs to come to church. He needs to start praying, um, you know, and doing that stuff like that. Um, but the spirits at that point stepped up their game. They're like, you going to bring the reverend in? We're going to want to fuck with you even more. <laughs> so the family started hearing voices throughout the house, you know, disembodied voices, Um Doors would open and close uh, or being banged on of all at, at like any hour of the night. It didn't matter if I can. They yeah, were just be awful. Um, and the children were seeing burning the burning witch even more often. So that's terrible, man. Just the reverend's supposed to help. What the fuck? Huh? Come on. Well, it's sad, too, because the kids are so scared. Yeah. And they're so young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're all under 10. I don't know that the baby was that scared. No, probably not. Probably not. What was her name again? Zebra. Okay. Um, so just before Christmas uh, of 1987, uh, the boy seen the apparition of the hideous old woman while he was sleeping, screams his parents awake, runs in. Alan has finally had enough of this, and... He tells them to quit messing with his kids and to start picking on him. Ooh, bad idea. Bold statement. So. 
I mean, the dad is the protector, so I could see him yeah. doing that. But. Yeah. Exactly. So one night, uh, Alan, it's late. It's like super, you know, like early in the morning, like one, two o'clock. He gets home from work and he uh, goes out of his car and he notices some uh, some sounds coming from behind the garage. And they keep saying, what did they say? They said, come here, come here. So he goes around to see what's going on, and nothing, nothing is there. So as he's coming back around the garage, he notices the garage is on fire. Jeez. So he runs in the house, grabs a fire extinguisher, runs back out, and there's no fire. So everything is what are what like you know. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> it's a it's a hallucination. Yeah. They're getting they're just having you know with these fires they're having all these hallucinations because it's it's not the first one you know they've seen the the little girl saw the fire in her bedroom the little boy seen the witch on fire now Alan sees the garage on fire so you can see where this is going they're just all hallucinating through all of this so. So, yeah, no fire damage, no nothing. So he goes back in the house. Um, he's been sleeping on the girl's bedroom floor because they won't they won't uh, um, sleep alone, obviously. So when he does get home, he goes in and, and he sleeps on the floor. Uh, he wakes up in the middle of the night with a room full of fog and a small apparition with red eyes staring at him says, You're dead. You. Yeah, was that was that sassy enough for you? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan ran out, feeling like he has having a heart heart attack. I mean, he just he completely freaked his ass yeah. out. Yeah. Um, he couldn't speak, and all he could do, and I heard I heard a couple different versions, like he ended up in his bedroom or he ended up in the kitchen, where he just broke completely down and just started crying, and so now. The kids are freaking out. Deborah's freaking out. So she calls the pastor. Uh, you know, the pastor told him to leave and go stay at uh, at Deb's family's house. So they pack up the kids and, and take off. So that was the first time he had actually seen, seen other than the shadow yep. in the basement. Yep. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think a, a little, uh, to a certain extent, he was still a skeptic mm -hmm. up at that point. You know, just the fact that. You know, that's the way it goes. The next, so the next night, they all come back to the house with the preacher. And the preacher leads them in prayer and does the, you know, a little sage ritual or whatever the, whatever he does. And um doesn't help. Uh, so Alan, now working late and being really concerned, he asks his nephew to help babysit the kids while he's at work to kind of keep, you know, an extra eye on, on it. So... As uh, the nephew was completely a complete skeptic, he didn't believe in any of it. Um, the apparition returned to the uh, to the girl's room, the nep uh, causing the nephew to freak out. When he told Deborah this, Deborah's like, "Nope, we're done." She packed up her shit and refused to go back to the house. 
I'm surprised any of them would continue to sleep in those bedrooms. Yeah. Most well, Danny slept a lot on the in the in the uh living room on the couch, you know, because he didn't want to sleep in that room by himself, so he would spend a lot of time down there. Even though grandma saw something down there? Well, and he saw things down there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean it wasn't like uh yeah, it wasn't like a perfectly safe place, but maybe a little more open space made him feel a little bit better. Maybe mm-hmm. since he had like an out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He could shit and get. Shit and get. So here's part of the story that I didn't understand. And I went looking for this. And the only thing that I could find was is this, they made a decision that they figured out that all this really started happening. All the actual haunting started happening when they bought the bunk beds. Because, you know, there was stress in the house from all the working going on and everybody kind of being sick. But they didn't really start seeing anything until the bunk beds, they actually bought them and brought them into the house. But there was never any part in any of the stories that I read where they went, oh, we think it's the bunk beds and this is why. Mm. So I don't have no definition to why they thought they were the bunk beds. But didn't you say that they renovated the bedrooms? They did. They, you know, they fixed them up and you know how renos go. Yeah, obviously, you know. Most of the hauntings really amp up when you start renoing. But what they did was is they they decided it was the bunk beds. So they took them out. They demolished them and buried them in a landfill that no house would ever be built on top of these bunk beds. So they're in some landfill up in Wisconsin somewhere. They won't disclose the exact location of, the, of them. But uh, once they took the bunk beds out of the house, everything stopped. But they were done anyways. So they moved out, and they sold. They sold the place, and uh, nothing has ever happened in there. But it's interesting because as all this is going on, um, people start uh, hearing the stories about the haunting of it, and and there was a lot of animosity, and people were like freaking out, and they wanted to rip the house down and burn it to the ground and all that shit. So the police got involved and started doing an investigation into it, which I thought was just an interesting twist to the very end of that story, hmm. that the cops would be involved with. They were afraid that somebody was going to tear it apart, I guess. Hmm. How long ago was this? This was... I know you said 89 at one point. Uh, eighty. They moved in in 86. The haunting started in 87, and, and they moved out then in 88 so it was the nine months or so that all this haunting stuff was going on gotcha yep so as the investigation went on the the city decided that it was because of a gas leak that they started seeing these hallucinations and all this stuff apparently they were changing out some of the um, connectors and stuff around the neighborhood, uh, mm-hmm. some of the, you know, where they go into different houses or whatever. And the the Tallman house was not one that they had changed out. So they think that there was some sort of gas leak in the house, and that's why they well, gas were seeing. Um, made them sick. and Yeah, made them sick. I would have thought carbon monoxide, but. Yeah, well, that's I, what I thought. Yeah. First, first thought, but then you said a gas leak. Yeah. So, there you go. But they said that. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Did they fix the gas leak after the, the other people? I mean, they, they had never to said. because if they suspect a gas leak, yeah, they have, have to, to fix, fix it. it. Yeah. So I'm assuming it got yeah. fixed, but or the house blew up. <laughs> One of the two. Or the witch was warning them that there was oh. a gas leak and that it could explode. And the fire would be yeah. to show them that they could they could explode. Yeah. Oh. Or the bunk beds were made out of a tree that a witch was burned underneath or whatever mm-hmm. and. Her spirit was there, and Could they be. actually That's did a good the right one. thing by destroying them. Destroying them, yeah. They did right by the witch because be- she was, yeah. You yeah. guys just spun that in a nice, positive way. Look at you guys. Good y'all nice. guys. Nice. So there you go. That's the story of the Tallman House and the haunted bunk beds. I liked it. It was good. I liked it. I think. After you said the dad slept on the floor in the bedroom, I think I saw it on a haunting. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I uh, think they did an episode. How about Unsolved Mysteries? Oh, maybe. Yeah, there was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries about it. Huh. I'll so. have to look it up and see if that's the one I remember. Yeah. Let me know if you find it. I couldn't find it. So I'd like to, I'd like to see what their take on all that stuff was and how much different from what I researched to what they, what they uh, researched. So. Yeah, but there was really never any like positive pointing of it to you know, in the story. They just said, "Oh, it was the bunk bed, so we'll take them out and destroy them." Mm-hmm. Well, if they well, you, you always try to find a reason yeah. behind it. Right. I mean, if it wasn't happening until the bunk beds, yeah, <laughs> then you'd blame the bunk beds. Well, true, and you know as well as I do that there are items that you know get possessed and. Was it the haunted collector that uh, has like a whole museum full of that oh, stuff? Yeah. And the Warrens, and and all of them do. Zach Bagans yeah, Zach has one. And... That's true. I always think of the haunted collector though because he had that show and where he would just go he get would, things. Yeah, he would take take him. That away. show was cool because I liked when he would find the stuff that's like they go in a closet and they lift up mm-hmm. a like a. The wood flooring or something, and there would be like right in there an old shoe, or almost like it was staged, but it was. I thought it was cool. Yeah, Yeah. no, I love that show. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. a good show. It was a good show. I wish it was still on the (laughs) the story. I'm uh, been the book I've been reading is they the mom would uh, wake up in the middle of the night and see fire. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then there would be no fire. I mean. It seems to be kind of a, a growing trend, then, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they didn't have a gas leak. Hopefully. Maybe that was part of it, too, huh? A gas leak? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they'll tell you later on in the book. Maybe. Oh, get back to reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you go. The Tallman House. I liked it. Yeah, it was Thanks fun. Too. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a... It was kind of an easy, easier research, but, uh, you know, minus the fact that we couldn't figure out why they decided it was the bunk beds. But <laughs> I feel like there wasn't an end to that portion. It's like, come on, guys, give me something. They were done. They were they done. They destroyed the bunk beds. They said, we're not going back to the house. Yeah, no, no matter if it was the bunk beds or what, <laughs> it's, we're done. They'd had enough. Yeah. Well, the new people didn't have any problem whatsoever, the people who bought the house, so. I know, I know. I thought of that exact same thing. They pick and choose who they reach out to. True. Or the gas picks and chooses. I don't know. (laughs) Did you have a gas leak at your house? 
Nope. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. All right, guys. Well, there you go. The Tallman House and uh, from the United States Paranormals uh, perspective. I liked how you guys twisted it. Like the witch was good trying to warn them. That's pretty good. I like that. All right. Well, if you have any scary, spooky, cryptid ghost stories you want to tell us, give us a shout out. The United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Of course, if you uh, are looking for a kick-ass, great white, bald beaver, you know, northern Indiana's Mm. cryptid, uh, we have them at the United States Paranormal.com. Go check out our merch store. A lot of great items on there. Can't go wrong. Um, I thank all of our listeners. I thank everybody who tunes in yes. and sends us every everything, emails, IMs, all that stuff. We love it. We try to yep. respond as quickly as we possibly can. All right. You guys ready to get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. the most excited she sound off. We're what? leaving. We're done. All right, we're out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. All right, well, guys, we will uh, be back again next week. So keep it spooky. I see you on the other side. Bye. Thank you for listening to the United States of Paranormal. Check us out at theunitedstatesofparanormal.com or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter, at T-O-S-O-P-P-O-D. At Instagram, at the United States of Paranormal. Or Facebook, at the United States of Paranormal. Or YouTube, at the United States of Paranormal 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs Fans, The Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And if you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at theunitedstatesofparanormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.